Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. Just popping those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, power, earth you with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there Ninjas! So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks first, Mr. Bosco. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> It's gonna it'll never go away. It's you've you've cemented <laughs> that as a thing that's gonna happen when your name gets brought up. It, now it's gonna get to a point where I'm gonna run into like old friends and they go, Are "You still working with Moshko?" And I'm gonna go, "Yes, you can." And they're not gonna know what the hell's happening. Anyway, also joining us, a blast from the past, the leader of the West Coast Firesiders, the comic book barbarian himself, Corbin. Um, yellow. Yellow. No. <laughs> No, you can't, jazzy like you, can't, no? <laughs> you can't be the comic book barbarian and start with the same thing the little worm said in a labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, you wow. can't. You can't. You can't comic book barbarian. Hello. <laughs> Give me a better. I, I need a better. You better change your name. <laughs> uh, um, listen, I'll come up with another tagline. Give me some time. I got it. All right. Okay. All right. Next yes, show, sir. I need a better. I need a better <laughs> intro than yellow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So for anybody who hasn't been listening to this show for quite a while, because it's been years since Corbin's been on, uh, Corbin, uh, Cor- Corbin, introduce your long, strange history with us. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, yeah, it's been it's been years. Um, I first had the pleasure of meeting the Firesiders. That's what I say, right? Um, what what two years ago? Um, on Frank Kellino's Comic Playground a podcast, I was involved with. Um, some other friends a while back and we went to a awesome comic-con together um i think it was phoenix fan fusion where i got to hang out with menti and mauer and and learn some more and collaborate there and um yeah it's been it's kind of been a while since then we shared some uh controversial moon night takes i learned a lot about just you know hard work and trying to stay consistent which i've kind of followed to you know different degrees of success here but i'm still working on it and i'm happy to be back with the crew it's been i think we met up for like a podcast episode that i actually hosted for uh, comic playground a little bit afterwards oh yeah yeah, yeah. we yes. did but yeah after that uh, it's just been facebook friends and stuff and i'm just happy to be on it's been yeah, random text messages of your opinions are trash <laughs> <laughs> listen to this and i'm like what <laughs> I, I i can't i can't even explain to to you who are listening the conversation we had before recording because uh, look i, I thought glorious. corbin and i ha- were very similar on our opinions and I could not have been further from the truth after he opened his mouth. <laughs> the amount of things that he said hurt my eardrums to a point where I may have voided the warranty in my headphones from liquid damage of blood coming out of my ears from how bad <laughs> these opinions are. X-Men 3 is the best X-Men movie? It's the definitive X-Men Batman movie. Forever is the best, Batman, the best movie? Batman movie? That's the best Batman movie. Listen. Get the hell out of- so, 
right. I know we're talking Venom and Carnage today, but yes. we I promise you in the next few weeks, we are going to do a Corbin-centric show, just unraveling the mind of Corbin and how it is that you could think those movies are the definitive X-Men and Batman movies. What do you? Oh, Spider Man Three. I thought 3. it out. Spider Man Three. Three was trash. Spider Man okay. Two is the best. Oh, thank God. I'm with you on that. <laughs> oh, the Just kidding. Who's best Electro. Venom? Um, who's the best Venom? Well, it has to be this one. Okay, because if you were to yeah. say Topher Grace, I, I, I would literally fly to San no. Francisco. <laughs> Johnny Patch me there. No, no, no. I, I agree with you on that. It's the best Venom is is obviously the one we have now. No. I don't think he's the. <laughs> what? Um, I, well, we haven't. Well, seen we'll get yet. into that. We'll get into that. We'll Sounds into good. That. I, I, okay. First off, what did everyone think of the first Venom movie? Go ahead. Okay, so I mean, I um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I came in with like low expectations because for me, you know, I'm sure comic purists all over, you, I can't separate Venom from Spider-Man. Like, there's a, a symbiotic relationship to that all puns aside. So I was already going, I don't know how this is going to work. Like with that, I didn't like the choice of um, antagonists that they use there. I had a lot of things I was already low on and I didn't know what kind of tone they were going for. Um, and then within the first, you know, 20 minutes, I was like, oh, okay, this is like Venom after 1992 in the comics where they kind of shift into more of a lighter tone. And at that point, once I realized they were going to be consistent with that, it was an okay movie. Like it didn't uh, appease me in terms of the concerns I had, but it made me realize that, okay, this if you squint and really just look past a lot of stuff on the side, you can kind of see a Venom movie that can exist without Spider-Man. Like I saw a sequel without really having to like question it. I get that. You saw you saw potential in in, yes. in the, the dumpster heap that it was. Uh, all right. <laughs> wow. Moscow, how'd you feel? Uh, low, yeah, low expectations is always a, a great thing when you know starting to watch anything <laughs> uh, that's generally how i consume my uh, comic book movies and shows um as you heard about uh what's it called just or uh, justice i forgot the damn name of the show jupiter um oh, jupiter's legacy yeah super low expectations kind of enjoyable you, you need um, those yeah uh, and that's that's kind of what i thought with uh venom uh like you heard i'm a huge Tom Hardy fan, I guess now. Um, oh, it's to- it's all right. Man Crush Moscow, it's cool. Man You're Crush allowed. Moscow. You're allowed. That- You're allowed. He is a he is a beautiful man. Man, you you were allowed to have him as a crush. <laughs> <laughs> I especially liked him as Bane. Mm. Um, but that that movie wasn't That's as good funny. as Batman Forever. So. <laughs> See, Moscow gets it. Oh, don't gets it. don't, don't it. do this. You get it, man. I appreciate <laughs> you, sir. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, right. but anyway, back to Venom. <laughs> back to Venom. Uh, good movie. You know, I wasn't looking for anything particular out of it, so I enjoyed it for what it was worth. Um, and then with the stinger at the end, you know, uh, seeing Mr. Cassidy, uh, you know, if there's interest in seeing the next one. And now, you know, that we, we got the trailer this past week. Um, as you heard on Wednesday, some of us didn't like it. Some of us did like it or thought it was okay um that's kind of where i said you know basically anything that comes out that's associated with you know any type of comic property i'm more than willing to check it out and i'm more than willing to go in with basically an empty opinion on it until i actually see it Uh, so that's where that whole you know low expectation thing comes from um and the less i know about it the better 
Um, so, you know, my history of my history and knowledge of Carnage is not, you know, it's not 100% by any means. Um, so it allows me to actually um, enjoy it more. You know, the, the people like, you know, Menti, you, you know this stuff backwards and forwards. Um, it's going to be tough for you to look past some of the things. And we talked about it on Wednesday and, you know, that's kind of where we're at now. So, well, you, you know, it, why don't you rehash your, uh, your opinion? Well, Corbin made a good point that I, I didn't think about, which shapes a lot of it. And I don't see it as a positive, <clears throat> um, but it does shape a lot of the opinion that I have. No, no, it, no, but it's good. You, you, you made, mm-hmm. you, you made something make a lot more sense. Okay. Not having it associated with Spider-Man means that they can't do Spider-Man related tropes. So they can't do like, he can't swing. Right. So he doesn't he doesn't have like the 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 quote unquote webs, uh, the fake webs that Venom produces ever since being associated with Spider-Man. So he just ran up the building. You know what I mean? He wasn't swinging around the city. He was using them more like limbs opposed to means of transportation, that kind of stuff. So he wasn't like so he was a lot less Spider-Man influenced, which does not make it better. As you just said, he's so integral or Spider-Man so integral to his story that taking Spider-Man away does not make it better. <laughs> it doesn't. You just have to do it because you don't have a choice. You don't have the rights to him or you, I mean, you do have the rights to him, but you at this point had moved everything over to the MCU and you wanted to make your own thing. I get it. But again, it doesn't make it better. And when you say tone, that movie didn't know what it wanted to be. It was like a half. It was a half hearted horror movie that like would make the midnight uh, mystery crew. What the hell are their names from? Uh, oh, Nickelodeon horror show. What was the Nickelodeon horror show? Goosebumps? Are you afraid of the dark? The Midnight uh. Society. The Midnight Society would tell the story of Venom. That's because again, it couldn't be a horror movie. It was written as a dark, hard, hard R horror movie where he was biting people's heads off. It was bloody and it was gory. And then they were like, "Well, we might get Spider Man to merge with this." So, like, let's knock all that off. Yeah, that hurts that movie a lot, Mm -hmm. a whole lot. Like you, you sold that as a horror movie and we didn't get that. We got a, we got a, I wasn't quite sure if it wanted to be like a college road trip bro movie and a horror movie. Like the, the way, even the way the second trailer opens up with them making breakfast, I was like, okay, this isn't Venom. It's not Venom. I don't know who this is. It's you get what I'm like, saying? I do. I feel like they're leaning more into, like, you know, you read in the Venom comics, he had moments of it. And it's like they said, let's take every moment of Venom showing, like, just extreme levity and interaction with Eddie Brock in, like, this bromance type way. And let's craft an entire movie around it. So, yeah, we can't have the edge of the Venom, um, like, antagonistic relationship with Spider-Man because we don't have a Spider-Man. So we can't lean into, like, this rage and the separation and all these other, like you said, tropes or, or storyline elements that would really kind of make up Venom. So they have to almost go the other way. For me, I mean, watching it, I get you in terms of expecting it to be horror. When I first sat down in the theater, I did. But after the first 20 minutes, I was like, oh, okay, they've totally just forgotten all about that. And watching this trailer, the first 20 seconds, while I did not think it was funny, I definitely understand now, okay, like just, I thought with the addition of Carnage that it'd be even more more of an edge now because, I mean, we'll talk about Carnage later, but you don't bring Carnage into a Venom. He's like, if you juxtapose the two, like it's a totally different level. Well, how do you do third PG thirteen Carnage? I. Oh, how do you I do mean, that? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. How do you pull that off? I don't know. Well, I guess we're about to find out. But uh, my yeah. but my point is, it kept the tone of Spider Man, the jovial, jokey tone, and gave it 
to a show that or a movie that needed to be dark. It needed to be dark and gritty. Like if there is a pop a a a, a character that should be darker, it's the Venom. It's the Venom movie in your standalone universe. It, it it's Warner Brothers syndrome where they they don't know what tone should be, so they make Superman dark and gritty, and they make the Suicide Squad Suicide Squad bubblegum popcorn. You know what I mean? Like it's not that they got the tone backwards. It doesn't it, switching that juxtaposition of, of comedy and horror doesn't work in PG-13. It worked for it. It pulled it off beautifully. This didn't do that. And, and then again, I cannot get over the Venom symbiote saying he was a loser on this planet. I can't. It bothers me to my core. It, I cannot get around the idea that there is a social hierarchy where he was picked on as a Venom symbiote. By the way, somehow named Venom in, on the Clintar planet. Because they have names like Venom and Riot in, on Clintar, while they're while they're caging Null, they're like, you know what, Venom's a cool name. Not quite sure what that means here on Clintar. <laughs> Whatever. The, the yeah, things I find yeah. out. <laughs> I can't. Okay, so here's the thing. I just to reiterate, I have a deep seated love for Venom and Carnage. It is the first book I ever remember buying was the first appearance of Carnage. Like this was my introduction to comics. So. Woody Harrelson's Carnage at the end of that Venom first movie was just pitiful to me because it did not feel like Cletus Cassidy. It did not. It, it felt like someone cosplaying as Cletus Cassidy. It did not feel like Cletus was there. The, the stupid wig and the forced dialogue just because he had to say the word Carnage, which made no sense. You got I something mean, to say? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I like that crazy mop of hair. That seemed to me what oh. I, I mean, there's going to be some carnage. I didn't need that line. I also didn't need the Eminem follow-up and title song either, but it happened. Oh, but like, Venom. <laughs> Venom. He's still I, I, wearing I, Venom. Got that Venom. Just in Denim. <laughs> so that part killed me. But like, as far as like the over-the-top look, Mind you, my first, you said your first experience was getting a, a, like your Venom book or your Carnage book. My first like trade was a classic Carnage book that I gave back because I thought that was too over the top and like I just didn't like the graphicness of it. I was like, yeah, I'm good, like hard pass. But like, I do remember Cletus Cassidy having like this crazy mop of hair, you know, the crazy kind of sure. Joker inspired face right. and the crazy hair. And so when I saw that, did I think it was going to work for a long term movie? No, I knew for a fact they were going to definitely change it, but I thought that it was like the one comic accurate-esque thing that they did in terms of making it look ridiculous because i mean Except it, for it looked ridiculous. like little annie's wig it didn't look like it was him but it with just his head like in woody, general it looked like woody harrelson put on little annie's wig and was like okay i'm carnage now it, fair. it, it was it was it, it was the carrot top of carnages it could have been more but instead, it was just a prop. It was just wow, a, it was just a tool to say we got a sequel coming. That's it. That's all it was. It was a prop. So, sure. uh, and again, I love I love me some Carnage. And do, let's let's go off of just take a second to to break down Carnage a little bit because you said something that's very important to the world of Carnage, which is he is legitimately Marvel's Joker. Like undeniably, he was created in the in the spirit of Joker. He is supposed to be Joker in the in the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. Like that is the reason they create him. Uh, Dave McElhinney and uh, Mark Eric Larson, Mark um, Bagley. There you go. Um, anyway, he created him to have that insanity because originally they wanted to kill off Eddie Brock and they were like, nah, he's too popular of a character. We can't do that. We're not allowed to kill him. We got to do something else. They're like, all right, let's bring in the clown prince of crime but like 
give him a symbiote and make him crazy. Like, let's not just have a a Venom symbiote again. Let's have a serial killer as the Venom symbiote. Let's give Joker the Venom symbiote, which right off the bat is amazing. And then and then they they turned him up even a little bit higher than Joker. Like he is more sadistic than Joker. I don't think that you can question that. Mm-hmm. Because the, even in the crossover book with Joker, Joker like has this whole plan to gas people, I believe, and he's like, "God, you're wasting time. Just go kill them. That's the fun part." <laughs> he's like, "Just go in. What what a colossal waste of time this is." And he mm-hmm. disgusts the Joker. The Joker goes, "Oh." Like if you get to a point where the Joker gives you a sour face because he's disgusted by you, you are on a level of demented that is rarely seen in comics. Like that's big head mask level of demented. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is this is the 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 darkest character, one of the darkest characters in Marvel comics. And wildly underrated when it comes to powers. Yeah. He is it, so strong. Mm-hmm. Like you take Spider-Man and, and Venom and merge them and you you haven't even gotten close to how strong Cletus is comparatively because of the way that he bonded to his symbiote. Because the symbiote is a part of his blood, it is a part of who he is, uh, and which is why he can regenerate, uh, to why he's come back so many times after being murdered, <laughs> why he was ripped he was ripped in half in space by Sentry and yet kept alive in space, brought back together and grew limbs back. <laughs> like, why he, why a, a cult was able to pull him back from a drop of blood like carnage carnage will never carnage is damn near immortal yeah yeah he's he's a he's a monster like you said like you haven't even tapped the beginning of the skill set that he has and they and i like how they established that early i mean like you said it took venom and spider-man to put him down once and this was a repeated occurrence and and you already went to everything else i'm not gonna read go down that line but like (laughs) you bring him in you have to up the ante there has to be an element of holy sh like this is a totally different level than what we've seen before and i will give you credit to that you don't start with venom being a loser to now venom facing off against carnage in the cinematic universe and that, that just doesn't work but you don't call him a loser that's what you just don't I mean, say you don't, period, a sludge yeah. a sludge doesn't shouldn't have ego to a point where he feels like a loser you're gonna tell me he has egos these things I mean, have Toph, egos for grace had more respect yeah like that's the ego, the, they get corrupted by the people who connect to them. Yeah, that's, that's where so the audience. That's so the that? audience could find a uh, you know a common thread with yeah because you know, well, that it, character. But it's still lazy writing. I'm with you. Uh, it's yeah. still lazy. Like you could have done that in a cool way. What they didn't know what they wanted to do is they're like, all right, we have a really dark movie, but we might be able to get um, what's his name, uh, Spider Man. I can't think of his name. Tom Holland. We might be able to get Tom Holland to appear in these movies. If these, if the deal with Disney breaks down, he's moving into the Venom world, right? And that was the thing that was on the table, right? He was. I mean, we have, we have. Uh, uh, well, I just said his name, and I can't remember it already. What Tom? Spider Man. Tom Holland. Nope. So Tom Holland was well, crying. forgettable. Oh, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. I mean, let's not I talk like, about our favorite I'll, Peter Parkers. That's right. Andrew Garfield. Actually, yes. Andrew Garfield. Oh no, no. Favorite Spider Man. Andrew Garfield. Favorite Peter Parker. Pie- Pie- Peter Piper, Peter Parker, is uh, you know, and the Rock Rhymes. Oh, to, oh, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not gonna fight you on that. No, but I, I do like Tom Holland. I do. I do he's like nice. him. Uh, uh, I, I like him a lot. I think he's a he is a fresh new take on Spider Man, especially getting to see Spider-Man grow throughout the ages, starting with him truly in high school, feeling like a high school kid moving into college. is It's a nice, I like him. Um, but they wanted to match that tone in that world. So they half-heartedly made a comedy, half-heartedly made a horror movie, threw a PG-13 rating on it to a point where people are literally losing their heads in front of people and no one reacts. 
He eats people in front of regular people, and they go, "Oh well, Tuesday." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like well, it, it happens so fast, you barely see it. There's no blood. It's nothing. Oh, pop! His head's gone. It's almost like a it's like yeah, a zombie, but, like you but said. Then he goes, "All right, bye, Mrs. Chen." After he just ate a dude, yeah, she just watched she, him turn into a monster and eat a dude in front of her. And her response was, "All right, we'll see you later. Have a good day." I mean, she's probably seen crazy in New York, but yeah, that's a, that's a new level of crazy. That's <laughs> true. That's what I mean. Is the movie is just the movie had no idea what it wanted to be, and it just wanted to give you cool moments. It had no interest in trying to tell a, a coherent story. I mean, hell, it took what? How many? How many months for the main villain to show up in that movie? That made that a, movie. A minute. Riot, the riot mm-hmm. riot takes over an old lady, and then stays that old lady. Yeah, it makes her way across country, ever across the world. Mm-hmm. All to get him to to take over the main bad guy, where instead yeah. you you could have just had Venom be the one that had to get across the world. You could have just had Eddie <laughs> on a, on a story and had a much more intriguing and interesting story of him learning the Venom symbiote, trying to get back to where he lives. That's being overran and taken over by symbiotes, like Planet of the Symbiotes was supposed to be. My God, we they should hire us because we could do this better. Just give us as consultants. I'm just saying, yeah. just as consultants. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd whisper in their ear, "Lethal Protector," but it, 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 it wanted to be. It was supposed it, to be Planet of the Symbiotes and Lethal of. Protector. That's what it was yeah. supposed to be, and it was half heartedly either of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, with taking that same comic like model aspect, of, like carrying it forward, is this new trailer? Are you getting Maximum Carnage vibe from it? Do okay. Did you hear about Carnage's new power? No. Let's talk about Carnage's powers for a second. So, be- because Carnage no. is, has been merged quite literally with the symbiote, Carnage has. A unique, so he has Spider-Man related powers, but it was like take Venom and put him on steroids, and you get Carnage. So Carnage is stronger and faster. He can stick to surfaces like Spider-Man. He can still do the swinging. He doesn't really do it much, but he can still do the swinging. But his bigger thing is is that he can turn because he has complete control of the symbiote. It's not just a thing that's on top of him. He is in complete control. He can change the density of the symbiote, so it can be harder or softer when he needs it to be. So meaning that he can make weapons and knives out of his fingers, and he can his tendrils become blades, and he can shoot projectiles from his fingers and you saw a little bit of that but his new power allows him to turn into a mist and this is just for the movie where he can turn into a a, a ethereal like mist and float away i hate this (laughs) i hate it because it doesn't make sense to who as we talked about this on the last show so i'm only going to rehash it a little bit here but what we essentially said was that the way this i mean again tell me if i'm wrong in the comments or here in the show mist is is water vapors that were heated up to a point where they're slowly fading like they're dissipating from each other right they're not connected they're water vapors that are floating away the way that venom works is that when he throws projectiles of himself away like a like an old scab they they harden and flake away and become dust within like less than a minute of it being detached from his body if he turned into a mist wouldn't he just crumble he's dis- he's like what part of him is real what part of him isn't now i know he can make little carnages he's done that in the past there's been a there's been the miniature carnage series there was the carnage usa series where he was able to control a lot of people by making tiny little so i guess you could explain it in that sense that they're like little mini versions of carnage that are vapors i don't know it just seems like a stupid way to to i don't know make it more unique i don't know i don't even know why you would add this i don't know what what it serves like what purpose does adding that serve i mean i think we're gonna get like one cool scene with it 
Um, I get you. I mean, I'm just going to comment on this. It's been a long time since school science, so I couldn't tell you, you know, what's going on with the whole mist and, you know, will it wither away, whatever. But the complaint being, like, I get where you're coming from. And, like, I mean, in my mind, I'm, I'm whatever about it. I mean, Carnage already had, in my mind, every, like, power set imaginable at this point. Like you said, you brought up some of the ways he was brought back and everything. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility because the answer is it's Carnage. But by that same token, I do get where you're coming Like, I do get where you're coming from in the sense of, like, what purpose does it serve? Aside from being a cool scene in the trial, I don't think it's going to be tapped back into, or I don't think they're going to even try to explain it. It's just, it's carnage. Yeah, like, but, I think that's where they're going with it. And that's, I think that's the problem is people are sacrificing common sense and logic and story for cool. Oh, that looks cool. Let's do that. Even though it makes no sense or help the story along at all. The, you literally, this, the plot, if you have a power to turn into a mist, how can he be hit? Why doesn't he just go ethereal anytime he's swung at? It's this is it's it's like Barry Allen getting punched. No, he would phase through the fist. That's the downside about when you have that kind of intangibility ability, like the ability to be intangible. That would be something you would use all the time. If you could turn into a mist, how could you ever be hit? I, and I don't know what you're thinking when you read comics, <laughs> sir, because I'm not. I'm in the world of oh my god, that's so dope. And you're like, but mathematically speaking, how is it possible <laughs> at this density? Because I'm trying to escape that when I read the, these comics. The yeah, behind this. Comics offer continuity and consistency. And like that's a I'm major trying. selling point of comic books. It's it's a continual story that I've been reading since I was a child. And then they've set a standard. And reset and reboot for years. Yeah, absolutely. But they don't but what they don't do is make these kind of dramatic <laughs> shifts without explanation. Fair. Everything okay. gets explained. So this changes his power to a point. This turns him into vision. It does. You know what I mean? Sony's vision. But that but my point is is that if it's just for a cool effect, you're not thinking you're not thinking through how that changes the whole movie. Like everything he wants to do. If he could turn into a vapor, it means he can go through the air ducts and get into any room he wants to go into. I mean, he can literally do and be anywhere. And with the ability to cuz he's carnage because his as a symbiote and because it's connected to his blood and his eyes, when he's carnage, he sees everything around him. It gets that's how he has his like spider sense. It's not mm-hmm. really a spider sense, but the way he's able to like detect things because he can everywhere it is, he sees it. So if you could turn him into a mist, throw that on top. That dude knows can't be touched and knows everything that's happening. <laughs> dude, I, true. It, I, I wonder, and this is an outside theory, and I don't I'm not from what I know of this character, this isn't in her skills or power set, but like, could it be, and this is one scene that we're obviously dissecting in the trailer, could it be something like a like a collaboration between shriek and carnage that that happens possibly i mean we haven't I mean, seen she's it. more not, sound obviously but it's not in the trailer i mean not the trailer, it's something that andy's uh andy circus said this in an interview said that this oh. is the new power that he gave carnage because he wanted mm-hmm. to differentiate between the way that carnage and and um venom fought so Venom is supposed to be like this linebacker, as he as he keeps saying, like this this hulking creature, where Carnage is supposed to be a lot more fluid, like an octopus. And one of the ways that he's going to do that is to giving him the ability to turn into a mist, so that way he can kind of float around. It just so glad I missed that. Jeez. It's just it's it's like something's already cool. You're writing it, you're overwriting it to a point where it's no longer cool. It bothers me. If that makes sense, like this is it's the same reason I don't like the um, Assassin's Creed games. You have a very cool concept already, and then you make it wildly convoluted and take and then inadvertently take away all of the adversity in your movie or in your game because none of it's actually happening. 
So I have no sense of feeling towards anything that's going on because you've now in your own story, your own rules mean that none of this matters. You overwrote your story. And to me, this sounds like you wrote yourself into a corner. You found it like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you turned into a mist and floated away? Oh, write that in there. That's what it seems like. True. I mean, isn't it? Okay. Last lame comparison. Sorry. Okay. Remember the trailer for Amazing Spider-Man 2? You know, with Electro, where they had that moment where he like phased in and out, complete suit and everything. What like what if they end up doing like it was uh, if you saw it in the trailer it stood out to me because I was like oh my god it's so dope like and he maybe used it like twice in the movie not explained it's electricity it's his power you know but like it makes sense it makes for him. sense I'm I'm yes but I'm saying what if I'm, I don't know I I want to give them the benefit of the doubt maybe I'm too much of a vendor defender right vendor venom defender but like I get you you're right I don't know I don't know. Okay. Here's here's the thing. My low expectations in a movie like this, I feel, is a good thing. I feel like my low expectations will mean I am going to expect it to be trash. And all all Woody Harrelson has to do is be a little good, and I'm gonna like it. <laughs> to be like, it's not gonna take much because my I have like for example, Eternals. I have high expectations for. I'm not, I don't know really much about the Eternals, but from what I've seen, what I've read, what I've heard, it looks incredible. My expectations are a little bit higher than that than for Venom because or Venom Two because I've seen the first movie and that has shattered my dreams of what it could be because you're right it feels like wasted potential that's what the movie feels like it feels like it could have been great but we were shown we got the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League when we know that there was the potential for the Zack Snyder cut that's what we got does that make sense no that that that's that's a good analogy <laughs> yeah that's solid that's solid. <laughs> Moscow, yeah. you're giving me faces I'm, this whole time. Well, it's, it's, I mean, that's what I do because I'm playing to the camera. Um, <laughs> but you don't see that because I don't cut to it. The, the comment you made about the Eternals, so with, you said, you know, not knowing a lot about it, you have higher expectations for it. Mm-hmm. For, for me, when I don't know, like, so I know absolutely zero about the Eternals. So with me going into that film, it's like I'm I'm not gonna expect anything. Like I, I don't know what to expect. So my expectations are super low. Um and you don't you know, but the, the track record of twenty two other movies doesn't play into that at all? I mean it's no. it's a Marvel Studios at this point has I'm proven. tired of their formula, so I Ooh, okay. I would That's like fair. to see something different. Um Yeah. So That's fair. hopefully it and, is. And you know what? And the unfortunate truth about Carnage is he's become rather formulaic as a character in the comics since the 90s. Mm-hmm. He has become a catch and release kind of villain. He is Arkham Asylum. He is he's in a cool story for a little bit. He gets caught. He goes to jail. He's in there for a little bit. He breaks out. He goes some stuff. He gets caught. He goes to jail. And then uh, nothing. That's it. He's like a throwaway character forever. <laughs> And then it's really the only notable stories are like when he became the Silver Surfer, right? Like it, it wasn't the, it was more of the gimmick of him becoming the Silver Surfer than him actually being interesting. So like newer stories, Absolute Carnage, obviously with the especially leading into Null, whole different story. Like mm-hmm. that that has revitalized the symbiote world dramatically. But, but prior to that, I mean, he had a really cool scene. Uh, cool, I mean, Carnage versus Deadpool or Deadpool versus Carnage had a really mm-hmm. cool first issue, but I don't know, book kind of, eh, in general, I didn't think it was that great. I mean, him taking out that whole diner, like how he opened, opened up and he just murders everyone in the diner, 
that's the carnage I'm used to. That's the 90s carnage. Like, he's Sabretooth. You know what I mean? Like, Sabretooth in the 90s was brutal. Carnage in the 90s, brutal. Carnage and Sabretooth, eh. Cut them claws. They did, quite a bit, until recently. Until recently. I was like, now it's a whole different story. But Yeah, I feel like any of the PG-13 that we're going to get from this movie has to be used solely on Carnage. Like, Venom has to be a total just... Uh, borderline good goofy guy all the way through if you're going to have any integrity to carnage the character which is going to be hard pressed to do with a pg-13 rating as you said already because even when you read the books you knew that there was a difference between the two like like we've already established so i feel leaning that way i don't know i'm i'm i want to have hope for this movie uh to touch back on what um, Ashley was saying about um tired of the formula like and you said this well meant as far as having like after a certain amount of of success that Marvel's had. I was all on the Marvel train with success, understand them. I still came with a very, very low expectation for Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, that's and fine. I came that back was, again that was, for Guardians of the Galaxy too. But that was the first but Guardians that was that was phase two. Like yeah. things were still things were still new then. We were only what sure. four movies in, five mm-hmm. movies in? But even now, like Guardians of the Galaxy three comes out, I'm still gonna be like, uh, like even knowing that okay they can do great I oh, also no, no. know that there is always room for regression. And oh, sure, but mm-hmm. when you're you're weighing out, you're av- the average here. On average, these movies are pretty good. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. I mean, and again, I was a big fan of the DCA, DCU. You know, oh, just, well, most of the DCU. Yeah, but the problem with the DCU is not the DCU. The problem with the DCU is Warner Brothers editing team. That's true. That that's the issue with the DC <laughs> movies. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the people involved in those movies. Um, all right, just to give you an idea, let's. I'm going to roll this back for a second, just so when I say that you can't do Cletus Cassidy justice in a PG-13 movie, let's just talk about his brief childhood that we see. We don't get a lot of it, but we see a little bit of his origin. When he was, when he was what five, he murdered mm-hmm. his dog because he thought his mom liked his dog too more than he loved him. Mm-hmm. At six, he pushed his grandma down the stairs uh, because he could. And when asked if it was traumatic, he said it made him have to wait for dinner for a couple extra hours. Uh, he then his mom tried to kill him, but his dad jumped in and killed his mom before he could with a hammer. So little Cletus watches his dad beat his mom to death with a hammer. And then he testifies against his dad and says, no, he killed her for no reason. So that way he didn't have to have parents anymore. Carnage believes the only true freedom and the only true reality one can live in is one with indiscriminate violence. He is like clockwork orange personified. You know what I mean? Like he is Mm -hmm. the ultra violence. That's what he is. He, he only sees life a life worth living of one where you can immediately end a life. Not like Joe, when he was talking to Joker, where Joker wanted to slowly kill people with t- uh, toxin. He's like, no, no, no. It's the immediate end of life is where life is worth living. And that character cannot be done justice with PG-13. I don't, I don't, I don't care how. It's like saying when, when Negan came on The Walking Dead, you're like, there's no way they're doing Negan right. There's no way in the world you can do Negan properly in PG-13. And uh, he's okay. He's not comic Negan. Comic Negan. I'll take comic Negan over Jeffrey D. Morgan as much as I like him. Well, that's the thing. So how, how much are they going to leave out of his actual origin? Are they going to you know specify all of these things that he did as a child? You know, they're probably not going to mention you know in any type of great detail that those things happen because no, that's think, not subject matter you can talk about in a pg-13 movie 
but that ruins the character. I mean, I that, 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 I that <laughs> indiscriminately murdering people is such an important aspect of who his character is. I mean, that mm -hmm. dude just throws babies out of windows for fun. Uh, his, yeah, his, one of his first stories, he had kidnapped J. John Jameson, was taking him across town, stopped with a bunch of teens, and shoved one through a marble wall while saying, just got to keep in practice. Like, like <laughs> that, was, that was one of his first scenes that was like, what? I'm pretty sure it was, was it Maximum Carnage or right before Maximum Carnage? He, 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 was, he came through the roof, of a, uh, the, the roof of, a, of a building and he saw a woman holding a baby. And for the fun of it, he just grabs the baby and tosses it out the window. I think it was maximum. Yeah. Yeah. Just because no, no reason. Why just, not? you know, might as well kill you. And, but that, that, that can't be done correctly with PG 13. And that is also an, an aspect of why he's such a unique villain in the, the, especially the Spider-Man pantheon of villains. Like most, most Spider-Man villains have, uh, they're methodical. They have reasons. And a lot of them become more complex over time. Carnage mm -hmm. does not. I mean, they tried to retcon him with the, the Null thing that he died in the womb, that he suffocated in the womb, but Null kept him alive. Like, I, I don't need that. This is, see, again, this is what I'm talking about, where you override your story. You're overwriting this. It doesn't need, he's cool uh, on his own. It doesn't need mm -hmm. this. Yeah. You're, for, you're forgetting that the, the homicidal serial killer aspect of Cletus Cassidy is what makes him a tr like th one of the worst villains in Marvel. And it, sure. it got to a point where he was so dark that they couldn't do anything with him. I, I guarantee you the reason why Sentry rips him in half is because they had no clue on how to truly do a Venom book because he just was too dark. It took Donnie Cates to really bring him back and make him something interesting. That dude stayed dead in space for a while. When Sentry just flies him up to into space and break out and rips him into two, and then he just stayed there dead, split in half for a while. And then later on, you find out the Venom symbiote kept him alive. It. Mm -hmm. This is how crazy the Venom, or not the excuse me, not the Venom symbiote, the um, Carnage symbiote. It it put uh, it put like a fungus around his lips that turned carbon dioxide into oxygen. So as he would breathe out, it would create oxygen for him in space. Like that's, that's how crazy that that's pretty wild. I mean, that's just comics trying to comic something back to life, but of course. still that's a pretty crazy power to have. <laughs> like that's some <laughs> wild stuff. Seriously. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't know you how don't you pull sound this overly off. optimistic about this. I, I, <laughs> That's my takeaway. With the first movie, it's hard to be. I want to be. I really want to be. And again, I, I fought, I argued for Batman v Superman. Not that it was a good movie, but that it was fun. And I'd rather live in a world where Batman v Superman exists and someone tried to make it than they never tried. So I would rather us get Venom, this Carnage movie, than to never get a Venom movie with Carnage in it. But I'm that's the logic I'm with. But I'm still iffy about it. It's like when they redid the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy you did it because it means the Turtles will survive for another reboot. That's all it means. It mm -hmm. means that we'll get a new reboot because it kept them relevant. If this just keeps Venom relevant to a point where we get him a true Venom and Carnage, fine. So be it. I'll wait another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. MCU get their hands on him. That'd be interesting. I, again, I don't even know how they do it. I don't it, think they can do it. I, I, I don't think, think you, I, it's. I don't think it can be done. Put him in the Deadpool movie. That's how you do it. Right, you you do you Deadpool versus Carnage, and you make that a movie. It's, gonna, just, it's a pretty shitty book, but <laughs> it's not that good either, though. Straight from the source material. Yeah, exactly. No. It's not that good. It's it's not bad, but it's not good. Mm -hmm. It's all of those Deadpool versus books. They weren't bad, but they were mm. they were just flavor flavor of the week. 
It's like the Deadpool kills the XY oh, I love, team see, universe. I, I love those. The Illustrated, Deadpool kills Deadpool, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, all of those. But that's because of the meta side of that. I love the oh, meta aspect of that. Like okay. the, the fact that he was he did it because like the fact that he killed Moby Dick because of the archetype, I love. Because it just goes into <laughs> storytelling. Deadpool into that degree of storytelling just doesn't exist. True. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, I think I've complained enough. Don't let this sour your taste. Go see the movie. It's only available in theaters, so this is, don't expect to find this on any streaming service. Uh, only available in theaters. It, I mean, it looks okay, and some. I'm sure I'm in the minority here. I'm gonna bet most people love this because well, did it make like nine hundred million dollars? Didn't make damn near a billion. Yeah. So it's like you know, ninety something. Numbers don't lie. People like the movie. <laughs> it would not hit that number if people didn't like it. Yeah. Got on DVD. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> uh, physical media. Gotta love it, man. It's the only thing we have here. No, I'm playing. All right, Corbin. So in a few weeks, we're going to thrash Corbin's opinions. Oh, no. Not excited about that. <laughs> Controversial Corbin, Corbin Corner. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> oh, man. Be a weekly, do a weekly segment of that. Just, oh, gee, that would be hysterical. Just get it. Just get all you have to do is send us a video with a, with a, just an opinion like that, and then we'll just rip it apart on the next show. I mean, you guys are gonna hate my top ten Batman books. Then I'm just gonna leave it at that. We're gonna stop. Well, okay. Well, that has to go a part of the controversial Corbin, uh, controversial Corbin corner. Opinion. Yeah, con- CC controversial C- Corbin corner. Say that controversial controversial Corbin corner comic book barbarian no see the barbarian ruins it and B. i know i know i had to keep and it because it was a nickname that was given to me i just felt like the nostalgia there all i'm gonna say is spawn batman it's in my top 10 the only downside about that nickname yeah is that, <laughs> Bar- gets it. Is that barbie's in it Barbar- barbarian is yeah. in it and that's it's, and it's horrible to try to type out when you're putting your email in kind of barbie barbie barbarian it's a mess but barbarian <laughs> I might have to do it. It might need a facelift. We'll see what we got. Anyway. So wait, what was you said? Spawn Batman was your best book. It's in my top ten of Batman it's a, books. It's not a bad book. Yeah, it's not, not a bad book. I love the fact. Well, and the fact that it affected the Spawn universe, like the fact that that scar in his face lasted so long, where he stitched it back together with mm-hmm. the uh, with the shoelace. Like, yeah. Very rarely do those kind of crossover the books con- actually. Continuity effect main continuity i love mm-hmm. that was cool oh that was cool and then it's not a yeah. bad book quarter hours though that's a bad book but you know whatever that's a bad book it's overrated for being real so was venom the what? movie yes we just said it made 800 million dollars okay but th- i mean that, okay, that it didn't deserve <laughs> true I, I don't think but no one's going back going you know it was a really good movie Venom. Like, it was one of those things like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Like, you know, I have the money to watch it. A lot of 800. I don't know. I don't want to do the calculations. The math is my thing. But a lot of people said, oh, Venom, I'm watching. But they didn't go out going, what a masterpiece of cinema. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was just no, a movie. You're, you're right. They don't. But what people do nowadays is they don't, they don't use smaller words to describe things. They use the best word possible. That's true. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. No, it wasn't. Don't, no, no. don't, it wasn't. That no. was incredible. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I loved that. No, you didn't. It was okay. Or, You're right. Or I hated that. No, you didn't. <laughs> the truth, the gray area. That Yeah, you're right. That's fair. That's more than fair. 
I mean, hey, I'm glad it got as much money as it did because, like you said earlier, we wouldn't have a Carnage movie if it didn't reach that threshold necessary to greenlight that sequel. So, yeah, although we're going to be disappointed, I mean, I'm not going to lie, the closing scene just before we got the title card of the, you know, at the end of Carnage just out there, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool if I didn't already see some of it with Riot before. You know, just slight differences. I mean, I, I mean, that's all we got at this point. Symbiote versus Symbiote. Now, this being Carnage puts that name cachet, like that, 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 that you, gravity on it, but mm-hmm. did you? Do you ever watch? Um, oh, what do they call pitch meetings on YouTube? Uh, they're oh very God. funny. They're very funny. But the pitch meeting for Venom, he goes, "We're gonna have you're, so you're gonna have two uh, a black and gray symbiote fighting at night." And he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be like two people wearing trash bags fighting by candlelight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that and that was just unwatchable. I have to say, I did it's, not that's like that Transformers all. level of not understanding what the hell is happening on that screen. At least Venom's red, so you'll at least be able to tell who's tendrils who. Car- but. Yeah. That's true. That's true. We'll have some. It was just a mess. You're right. It was a lot. That end scene where they thought it was really cool, where they had the whole separation of the symbiotes and the two people just caught, and you could tell they were like, just see. It was. I did not like that at all. You know what? You you brought up another point that I think's interesting because it shows the value of bad movies. So Blade Three, terrible comic book movie, right? Okay. But if it wasn't for Blade Three, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds would never have been introduced to Deadpool. We would have never seen him in Deadpool Origins or Wolverine Origins. Oh. If Wolverine Origins didn't, that's a crap movie too. If Wolverine Origins didn't happen, Mm -hmm. uh, he would never have had the issue with Deadpool and never worked on the actual Deadpool. So we would have never gotten the Deadpool movie, which would have never given us a true, really hard R uh, movie, which would mean that there probably would be no Joker. There probably would be no Logan. Uh, it, would, it would probably affect the way we see the boys. It would probably affect... Uh, so the the spiral of a bad movie like Blade 3 gave us all of the rated R property uh, comic movies that we like. No, you don't? You disagree? I So I agree to a point. I don't think it was bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't what bad. Was it? Blade, Blade 3. With you. But here's something you left out. So you talked all these great things about Ryan Reynolds. Well, what about Triple H? So he went on, won the WWE Championship, married Stephanie oh. McMahon. Now he's in charge of basically everything in the company. And when the old man passes away, she's going to be in charge and he's going to basically run the entire company himself. So in that. Well, that's great for him, but it didn't change the face of comic book movies. Like also, it, there was back. no, there was no <laughs> string of things that happened that affected the mo- the media we're watching. We just talked about there's news that they're making a Joker too, that like it's still in production. That I, would I'm never have happened it. without Blade Trinity. I hate the whole concept of that Joker movie. Talk about the overrated part of it. The rated oh, R wasn't top God. folks. It wasn't a comic book movie until it makes all this money. Oh my gosh, it's Corbin. the number one comic book movie ever. I'm sorry. I do. When you said that, I like cringed. Logan, yes. Joker, no. But you're right. Yeah, you but- wouldn't have. It was just. The, it was a mess. It was I a disagree. masterpiece of a mess. I completely disagree. I, co- I completely <laughs> oh, disagree. Oh, Menti, Com- Menti, but, no. But it's okay. Okay, yeah. Because again, the point is, trash <laughs> comic book movies can lead to gold. If you didn't have X-Men 3, we wouldn't have had a remake with Dark Phoenix a little bit later, using yeah. some of X-Men 3 as inspiration. But that was trash too, though. Oh. <laughs> I think those were both, those were both, both of those were trash. Okay, fair enough. Those fair no, enough. neither of those were good. So yes, we <laughs> I saw an excellent those. comic book train though. I, I see where you were going with it, and you're right. I don't know if I would have started with Blade Three as the starting point, but like you said, it it branched off in this perfect. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. 
Well, look at, I mean, if it is Civil War, the comic book is the only reason why we have an MCU. Without that comic, they would have went bankrupt. There would have been no Marvel Studios. That would have been the end of that. So my point is, is that some things that people hate, the value in it, you might not see. It's it's like, it might be like cryptocurrency (laughs) where you're not going to get the value for it for quite a long time. uh, But buy low. (laughs) I love these Uh, these threads, man. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then there was Jessica Beale. She married Justin Timberlake. But it did not change comic books. You're They're missing the point. It's a books. joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm not accepting your you, premise. Moscow. <laughs> oh, man. Play two, Norman Reedus. He would have never been the face of The Walking Dead, even though his I'm, character you know, was never that could, in. That could be true. wouldn't have been for, right? That, or, it, no? that could absolutely be true. Well, I mean, there's a. It's, you could argue that without Daredevil, there'd be no Batflick. Not, no, without Batflick, there would be no, uh, there would be no Snyderverse. So the restore the Snyderverse movie, you guys should be thanking Dead Two Thousand Three. Yep, I'm trying to find that same analogy for Two Thousand Three Halle Berry Catwoman, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Halle Berry Catwoman did not help anything at all. Uh, it, it, you know, we learned we we learned we we got an awesome walking shot. Right, that was a great shot. We first see her in a basketball scene, one of the best that, basketball scenes in movies. No, <laughs> no, I'm just I'll, kidding. I'll, I'll take Kazam over that. <laughs> You remember the Kazam basketball yeah. where he starts rapping yeah. and food falls from the sky? Oh my I'll take, gosh. I'll take that scene. Oh man. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I think we gotta end. Oh. All right. Menzi, you do that thing. All right, sounds good. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside or your social media choice. Unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. We truly appreciate all of the uh, support we've been given. So please continue to comment, uh, like, rate, subscribe. As I've said many, many, many times, it goes a long way and it is what will grow the show. So we appreciate those who are willing to support. Once again, I'm Menti. I'm Moshko. <laughs> Make I'm sure you cool. check out Blade 3. Don't check out Blade 3. Corbin, go ahead. <laughs> I'm Corbin. That's all I had. But you know what? I'll say uh, X-Men The Last Stand, not what you think it was. Okay. So again, <laughs> Corbin, write these all. Actually, you know what? Everybody, if you listen in, in the comments, go ahead and give me an unpopular comic book opinion and we'll rip that apart with uh, with Corbin's <laughs> corner as well. So Corbin will get his list. We'll make a list of those who have actually listened to this issue. And uh, what do you think? Corbin, two weeks? Uh, okay. Yes, sir. We'll give us two weeks? Out. Okay. All right. Get a, get, we'll get, you get the list.